Yo, welcome to another edition of the Speaker Geeker Podcast. I'm your host, Steve O. Steve, and I'm here with my two partners in crime, not my Jesse James, not uh, whoever other criminals, but my other two partners in crime, Tommy T and G. So, Today, on today's episode, we got a great discussion for y'all today. Today, we're going to be talking about the age-old question. Where the music at? Simple as that. I know a lot of y'all got some favorite artists, and you've been sitting around like, yo, when y'all going to drop some music? So we'll get in more detail as we get to that hot topic today as far as where I got it from and as far as where we're going to go with it. So, but before then, of course, of course, we got y'all favorite. So get your pen, your pencil, your pad, whatever. And make sure you're writing down the jams of the week because what's in your speakers is coming up with G. And then also, like always, we got the T with Tommy T. You understand <laughs> me? So without further ado, please comment, like, Share, subscribe, and if you wherever you seeing us at, if it's YouTube, there's a little bell that says subscribe. Hit that for me, please. If you're on a podcast platform, one of your favorite ones like Apple, Spotify, whatever other ones out there, there's a little button that says subscribe because I don't want y'all to miss nothing. We got coming because we got a lot coming. And also go back and check out last week's episode with our interview with our homie Tight T. And then be looking out for the future. What else we got going on? So, without further ado, let's get into it, man. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Good, good, man. Chilling, chilling. Happy Easter, by the way, guys. See, there's a. Oh yeah, yeah. Happy Easter. Happy Egg Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know somebody out there is gonna be like Happy Egg Day. Just Happy (laughs) Easter, man. Ain't that crucial? <laughs> um, what came first? Yo, did y'all see what I did? What I did that um what you do, said, man? The chicken. No, I didn't see what you I did. Said the, chicken. Did the chicken. The chicken had to, right? The, but how though? Chicken, yeah. Yeah. That's God. Anyway. Man. That's his business. That's what not did mine. you what did you do, man? <laughs> I, I missed it. I missed it. What did you do? You missed it. Yeah. So as you see. G does what's in your speakers. You know, that's music-wise. And then G is a letter within the whole spectrum of the notes and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. I got you. Okay. And I see what you're I you see know, what you're The whole thing with, with the news and this whole thing with, like, who got the T? I was just the drinking. T's in the name. I was just drinking Tommy T tea. with the T. Plus, uh, you, plus you went yeah. and got some. So. I did. I definitely left to go get see, some tea. Yeah. Boy, I'm a master at that. Look at you, man. <laughs> oh, Steve, Word. oh, Steve. I need to rap. I'm telling you, I have some balls. Bro, I have some balls. I'm still waiting on G, man. Still waiting on me. Wait, wait, you put me on the track, man. <laughs> Tommy T on the track. Oh, man, we can do that. It ain't shit. <laughs> it was on the track back right. on acronym music. If y'all don't know, yeah, yeah, y'all go check out yeah. that album. Bro, that was like that was like an absolute or yeah. I don't care, bro. I was so excited. I That's told true. my wife like she was my mama. Like, mama, mama, look, look, <laughs> <laughs> I made it. No, you didn't. No. And then we heard it. it was like, oh shoot, <laughs> right? Like I lost I it. Was bro. <laughs> 
I was like, yes. I was like, oh about. shit, I made it. Absolutely. <laughs> that shit's funny, man. Just made your day. It did. It definitely did. I appreciate oh, you doing that, man. <laughs> man. Hey. Do it, bro. Like you said, I get you on the track too. You got the you got the equipment, man. All you need is that microphone right in front of you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Just send over the track, man. I got yeah. you, man. I dropped my sixteen. Yeah. What is it, sixteen or, or or seven? It can be whatever you want. All right, I, get, I got you. I got you. <laughs> 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 He's like, I'm gonna send this back yeah, to you. Man. Four bars. Four bars. Drop the mic. <laughs> Leave the room. <laughs> hey, ain't no wrong with that, man. Hey, that's all man, you need. Sometimes that's, that's all cool. you need. I don't want to give y'all man. too much. Y'all ready to get into this, uh, this segment right here? Let's do it. Absolutely. Since we talking about music, let's jump yes, in there with bro. G. Let's go and get into this what's in your speakers, man. Um, What's been in my speakers this week? Um, last week, we kind of talked a little bit. I had like a little situation at work and shit um, with some people that wasn't quite acting right, doing some shit that I ain't have no love for. Um, and so I had, a, I had a meeting with them this past week just to kind of sit down and kind of tell niggas about themselves and, and make them feel bad about the things that they had been doing. Um, I left out that motherfucker feeling great, bro. <laughs> and <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I had a, a different appreciation for a Kendrick Lamar song this week. Uh, it's called God. It's off of uh, Damn. And mm-hmm. he, on the chorus, he like this. What God feel like? Because it's just like, <clears throat> you feel some type of way, nigga, aha. Like, that's how I felt coming out of there. It's mm-hmm. like, however y'all feel about what I just told you and everything that I just said, like, I'm laughing at that because I don't give a shit, bro. Like I've already let go of it and I feel great about it. Um, and so it was, it was just like, I connected with it on a spiritual level there. I was like, okay, I see where you was coming from Kendrick. Cause it was a song that I liked before, but I didn't feel it like that. It was just like, I oh, just a song to come on. I play, but it came on this time. And it was just like, damn, I know what space this nigga was in when he was doing this. I know exactly where this man was coming from. And so that was cool because I mean that's that's what you want from music. You wanted to be able to to speak to certain situations that you uh, had in common with other people. Um, another thing that I, I was on this week, I really liked that give you a song like I want to like bumping, bro. Just fucking bump, bro. Love that damn song. Um, so I listened to that a few times this week. Um, I didn't really get into like any new music this week. Um, I'm not even sure what came out to be honest. I don't even know what came out, but um, let me see what was another song that I listened to this week. Oh, I did listen to um, because like I said, we got Jada Street coming up soon, um, mm-hmm. on the show. So I went and listened to a little bit of Jada Street music. One of the songs that I would definitely recommend is called Regaining My Weight. Um, he playing off of just like foods and 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 kind of eating the wrong foods and 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 switching to transition to like eating healthier so he can get his weight back of like I guess the way that he used to feel doing his music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a cool concept. I really like this song. Um so I would recommend that people go check that out. Like I said, that's Jay Discreet. Uh he'd be coming up soon. Um outside of that, uh I listened to a couple of songs uh, from this group back home called Hippie Soul. Um, they got a project 
out. Um, it's a little bit older, but it's been out for a second. But it's called Tennessee Shinobi. <clears throat> and mm. Hippie Soul is cool, bro. Like, they got a cool sound, bro. Because it's like these two short Negroes <laughs> from <laughs> Memphis. And, like, they they have a lot of, um, like, anime references and stuff in their music. And they, they also pay a lot of homage to the city of Memphis in their music as well. Um, like they have one song on one of their albums and it's called uh, Tom Lee and it's a park downtown called Tom Lee Park which I would have never known if I didn't like go to the statue and read the excerpt and stuff but like Tom Lee was a black man I always thought Tom Lee was some white person that they just named the park after in Memphis but it's a black guy and uh, he's famous for like a lot of people were drowning or something like the river or something and he went on a boat and he went and saved a lot of people out of the water and so they named the park after this guy. Um, and so they do a lot of that in their music. And so I would definitely encourage y'all to check out um, Hippie Soul as well. But that's pretty much all that I can really think of. Except yesterday we went to go try to make a reservation at a restaurant because Allison's sister's in town. And um, we, when I got there, Allison was like, yeah, just pull up and I'm going to hop out. And I was like, all right. And it made me think of this song. It's called Pull Up, Hop Out. By this dude named I Speak With a Gift. Um, and he just be like, I pull up, I hop out. I pull up, I hop out. And I was like, see, this perfect. Perfect for what we did. But that's, that's pretty much what I've been on this week, man. Uh, we're going to start with Tommy today. Right. Tommy, what you been on this week? Man, this week has been a great week for me as far as like music. Um, I started off with listening to um, Dumb and Dumber 2 again with Young Dolph and uh, Key Glock, man. I just like that. I like that uh, that collaboration between them two. It's, it's, for me, it's like Drake and Future. You know, I know a lot of people yeah, are like, oh, there's, there's a way better duo that collab with each other, but I think Future and Drake together are an amazing group. Um, or not, not group, but I think they collab together well um <laughs> i uh then went to nipsey hustle um rip to nipsey hustle this past week i think was the anniversary of his uh of his death mm-hmm. so i i kind of yeah. you know like went to a little playlist of uh nipsey hustle songs um um fujiano free food came out with a song this past friday you got a uh, 42 doug featuring uh roddy rich for the Gang, listen to that. That was a song that came out. Um, West Side Gun came out with TV Boy. That was another song. Um, Designer, I Get That. I ain't really like that song, but, you know, it was new. Do or Die actually came out with a song called Hotel Room. It's featuring Twister. Um, it mm. reminded me of Poe Pimp. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I always like that that uh those guys with Twister. I thought Twister was a part of the group. Um but he's not. He's just uh like they real good friends or something yeah. like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um Spineless, Benny the Butcher <coughs> and Ransom, check that out. That was a new one from uh Benny the Butcher. Big Bank from Bank uh Bankroll Freddy. Um This is going to sound crazy. But I like all the songs that he had people featured on it. 
<laughs> like uh, he got a song with ESTG, uh, Real Street Nigga. That one was straight. Um, Dope Talk, Two Chains and Young Scooter. Um, that one was super straight. Um, Megan Thee Stallion. Um, it's called Pop It. Um, let's see, Young Dolph was on there. Rich Off Grass, Rinky Dinky with a uh, Gucci Mane. Rinky Dinky. Yeah, I always think about Rinky Dink records. <laughs> but the songs that he did with with people featured on it, it sounded like it was their song. But the songs he did by himself, man, they was I wanted to skip it. You know, mm-hmm. no disrespect to him, but it's just I wasn't feeling it, you know. But, you know, it's a it's a it's a I like the features that he had in there and the, and you know how he was on the features, but, you know, uh, let's see, 21 Savage. I went down a little rabbit hole with him. Um, realized how much of a fan I was with 20 of 21 Savage because it was a playlist that basically was like Essentials, 21 Savage Essentials. Mm-hmm. And so it went from his uh, oldest stuff to like some of his newer stuff. And you get to see the transitions that he made, uh, the growth yeah. that he was made, he made throughout his uh, career. So um, you can kind of appreciate that a little bit more. Um, let's see. Went back to Rod Wave, man. I think Rod Wave has gained the fan, man. <laughs> like, that Soul Fly is, is a dope album, man. Um, so I'll check that out again. Um, Start listening to some Earth, Wind, and Fire in the car with me and the, and the family. Um, guy. Um, then I closed out the week listening to Nas. Um, King's Disease. Um, I had never given that a real listen to. And so um, I finally did. And it's straight. It's straight. I, I still believe that uh, Freddie Gibbs should have won that rap album of the year or whatever that award, that Grammy was. But um, I'm not mad at Nas. That's a, that's a solid album he produced once I finally listened to it all the way through. So um, but yeah, that's uh that's my week, man. Okay. Some uh something one of the things you said had brought some up. Um and I put it in the Slack. Y'all have to check it out later. It was a, a freestyle to summertime and that cutlass from Nip- Nipsey Hustle. Okay. Um, just check it out, bro. That junk that junk pretty good. Yeah. Um that's Word. that's one of the songs I really like from Nipsey too. Is uh summertime and that cutlass, that jump off. Yeah. <laughs> but um speaking of Nipsey. We're going to go right over there to Steve. Steve, what you've been listening to this week, man? Yo, so <clears throat> so it was, uh, of course, plenty of Nipsey. Um, I, 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 I guess I don't really have to go into detail about that because uh, I've already pretty told so many people how much he meant to me um, as an artist yeah. and, and a person. So plenty of Nipsey, of course. Uh, I'm actually, since Tommy T brought it up, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with the bankroll, Freddie. Listen. I know you only liked all the songs that people were featured on, but for me, it was the opposite. Was I it? liked all the songs. <laughs> like, all of them. Bankroll, Freddie is coming with it. The song that he got called Active, mm-hmm. that's the song with just him. Um, hard. Um, last Real Trap, uh, Last Real Trap Rapper, that one to me, I really enjoyed as well as added up 
which is another one. Um, and of course, I enjoyed the one, I enjoyed the records with folks on them, which you know featured Dolph, Big Thirty, Gucci Man. Uh, definitely go the distance with PNB Rock. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, but yeah, man, I, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the whole thing. So, uh, you know, hey, go out there and give it a listen, cause uh, I'm really like I like Bankroll Freddy, but of course. When I think of bankroll, I think of bankroll fresh. So yeah, mm-hmm. RP to bankroll fresh. That was always, you know, what I'm saying that was one of my guys. And so when, so sometimes it's hard to get past bankroll Freddie. But you know, are they you are jump they on there associated with each other anyway? That I need to look up. I've been thinking about that for a minute, but I've never took the time to look into it. Yeah. I would hope so. <clears throat> but if not, I mean, he could just be showing respect to, you know what I'm saying, back fresh yeah. or whatever. But mm-hmm. man, I, I really think over here he had a point to prove. I really like some of the rec- some of the records where he was saying, man, yeah, he was one of the first ones to get signed to QC. Uh oh, okay. talking about how he had, you know, how he was getting it before the deal. And man, I, I really enjoyed it, man. I like dude. He hard. I, I like him a lot. I wanted to say the you brought up the last real trapper rapper, trap rapper. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get past I like I skipped that song because the chorus just said that. Like it was like oh, yeah. last week trap Robert, last week trap. Like that gets on my nerves so bad. You know it's, what's crazy? <laughs> I found it funny. <laughs> For some reason I found it. I I I can see what you're talking about because yeah. it's a long phrase and trying to put that within the beat. Um yeah, it, it seemed is. difficult. Uh, but for some reason, I just like, I don't know why, but it, it, it was, it was more of like funny to me. So I kind of took it as, I don't know. I listened to it like differently. Yeah. Cause other than that, yeah, it does feel like he was trying <laughs> to fit this big piece of a puzzle in this little slot. He was jamming that whole square in a circle, you know man. It ain't going to work. Like he, he was jamming that bitch in there, but, um, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The the chorus is is a big part of the song, but in this one, it's so minimal in what I was listening to through through the verses that I didn't mind it. Yeah. So then when it got to that point, I was like, <laughs> it was it was more like, okay. And I was like, it kind of went, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um kind of like with some other songs, like uh uh I'm trying to think of yeah. one from Bankroll Fresh, but shoot, I can't think of one. Um, but <clears throat> nevertheless, moving on. Uh, from Bankroll Fresh. I'm at Bankroll Fresh. Sorry about that. Uh, moving on to that. So, man, I, I actually started out my week with some Busta Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know y'all going to be like, how in the world you get the Busta Rhymes? But I got the Busta Rhymes. And I went back and listened yeah, to When Disaster well. Strikes. Uh, when, disaster, when Disaster Strikes, which is one of my all-time favorite albums from them. Uh, and, and this is the one that does feature Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See. And then, you know, everything. One featuring Erica Badu, J- Dangerous, Body Rock, uh, Whole World Looking At Me. So, man, I just, I got in that mood. And I think I heard him featured on something. And I was like, I don't want to listen to Busta Rhymes today. So I put it on. I was picking up my son from school. And he sat back and listened to some Buster Rhymes with me. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, from there, college dropout with Kanye West. And I I really don't know how I got to this, but somehow I did. And I was like, I, I would just I don't know if it was when um <clears throat> if I was thinking about him being now like 
uh, they say he's like the richest black man. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it was that or uh, somebody was talking about him and um, the whole divorce situation with him and Kim, but it led me to college dropout. And I was like, man, I want to hear yay be yay. Uh, well, that wasn't even yay at that point. That was just Kanye and just kind of go back and hear the greatness that was on college dropout. So, man, I went back, listened to that. And then, oh, I know what it was. So, I watched this guy named CJ on 32s on YouTube sometime. Yeah. And he be, he do, you know, he's all he in the car game and uh he pretty dope. I think he I think he's from Chicago. But so what he would do is he has a shop, rim shop, and when he walks in, it's a guy there and he uh, and they have this relationship where he be like, "Hey, hit the beat for me." Uh and I can't remember the guy's name. I'm sorry, but he was like, "Hit the beat for me." Such and such and he was and he started singing uh, slave ship. I've been wearing a slave ship. Uh, and so from there, I was like, man, I want to hear that. And so I hopped on College Dropout. And man, yo, I, those first three albums is just something amazing. Uh, from Kanye. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's incredible. Uh, from there, man, I got onto some future, future Hendrix, The Wizard. Uh, yeah. I got on that because I think someone someone said something about um, if Future Hendrix would have dropped around the time that Michael Jackson was out, that it wouldn't be no Michael Jackson. And I was Who like, said that? Somebody said it. Like I uh, see, I see, it was I on social remember media. Remember that? Yeah, and it popped in my head, and I was like, because because what happened was I end up, and I think I put it in the Slack that I found. I finally found this future record. Well, it's a future record, but I thought it was someone else's record, and I finally found it. It's called uh, "Married to the Game." It's on DJ Asco's ET yeah. uh, mixtape, and I finally found it. And I thought it was Spody, but it was Future. So I think that prompted me to think about Future Hendrix, and then I was like, huh? So. I went back to listen to it and I was like, nah, I don't agree. <laughs> Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson. Right. Um, but this is, I mean, it's a really good album. It's one that I didn't listen to that much, but it is good. And then from there, I went to Monster and listened to Monster. And then, so from there, I went to Jeezy, man, Trap or Die. So how I ended up there was because I was looking at an interview with, um, there was two interviews I looked at, but one in particular that I looked at was on, uh, um, shoot. Is it, uh, the podcast with big bank and DJ scream. Is it big facts? Big facts. Yeah, that's it. And they were talking to, uh, kinky B, um, about Jeezy. Cause I saw a clip on social media where kinky B said that Jeezy lost all street cred when mm-hmm. he did the versus battle with Gucci. And from there, I went to listen to the whole thing because I don't like to hear just the clips because I want to hear, okay, how did we get there? And where mm-hmm. did they go from there? So I went, checked out that interview. Um, check out that interview. It, it's it's a real dope interview. And you get to like, uh, you finally get to hear from Kinky B. But man, respect the big, big bank. If you know who, uh, is it Big Black Bank? A oh, Big Bank. Uh, I just want to call him Big Bank because I don't like calling him Big Black Bank. But uh <laughs> Shout out to uh, Big Bang. And if you don't know him, he I think he was CEO of uh, Duct Tape. If you are familiar with Alley Boy, Trouble Trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. He was in the Future video with um, um, with Future and Drake uh, in the kitchen. Uh, so, and he's, a, you know what I'm saying, he's a he's big deal down there. But him and DJ Scream got a podcast. It's really enjoyable. But he he really brought up some things to where I think 
um, in my opinion, Kinky B got to rethink some things as far as him and Jeezy's relationship. Because if people don't know, they ain't rocked with each other in years. So mm. go check that one out. I ain't going to spoil it for you. Um, from there, I, I I went to something that disappointed me because I thought it was something new and I didn't know what it was. But Miguel put out something. Mm. It's called Art Dealer Chick, but it's nothing but old records. Yeah. So, yeah, he bummed me out with that one. Mm-hmm. Even though I like those old records. He bummed me out. I was, I, I was like, "Okay, I got new music," and it wasn't. So, but it's good. I mean, it's all old music. Um, from there, okay. Now I'm gonna save my album of the week for last. So first, Lil TJ dropped something called "Destined to Win." I'll be honest, I just ain't rocking with Lil TJ, man. I mean, he, he's cool. He got some stuff on there that that can definitely be some big singles. I just, I don't think it's for me. But I gave it a listen. Uh, y'all let me know what y'all think about it. Um, now, after that, I went on to Tiana Major. Oh, is it? I think it's Tiana Major 9, because it's a 9 at the end. So I don't know if it's supposed to be pronounced as a 9 or Tiana Major. Major. I, I don't know. I don't. Y'all correct me if y'all know who it is. But she put out this at 6s and 7s remix. So I never heard the first album. Uh, the the regular version of sixes and sevens. But when I tell you I listen to this, go back and listen to it. Um, it's not that long. Uh, it kind of uh, starts and then starts back over. Well, no, it's... Okay, no, it isn't. So it, it's about... has about nine tracks on there. And when I tell you they got a... She got a song on there called Own Read. It's the remix with Lucky Day. Look, I played this song back probably about three or four times. Well, actually, take that back, probably about six or seven times. Um, but nevertheless, like, she gave me that Jasmine Sullivan vibe, but it's it's tough. It's tough. It is tough. So go enjoy that. And then for my album of the week, and I know this is new, but this is my album for the week because I kept playing this for, like, for a minute. Why y'all ain't tell me about Chantel May? I have no idea. I've never seen her. I ain't have a clue. I just saw her on the front of her cover and I was like, let me give it a try. Mm-hmm. But her name is Chantel May. Don't let them see you cry is the album. Uh, it's only seven tracks long. And look here. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, she got a record on there with Westside Gun called Until I Say So. Um, don't want to pretend waiting yours back and forth. Uh, no ratings. Uh, look, it's seven, it's seven tracks, but Man, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, man, I, I really didn't expect what I heard because if you see her album cover, you you probably think that she was a rapper. But listen here, I enjoyed it a lot. She got a good voice. She can sing, definitely sing. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more from her. And man, I was surprised at how much I like played it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So y'all go check that out. Let me know if you got the same vibes as me. Uh, if not, cool. I'm gonna keep going, but I re- I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, that's it, man. That's what's up. Okay, I just went in and uh, saved that uh, album right quick. Cause I see what you're talking about. Cause she like showing the grill and shit. Yeah, you know, like when you first look at it, you're like, oh, this is, I don't know how this is gonna go. But then when yeah. you play it, it's um, nah, she's nice. She's nice. Uh, I really like the song called uh, Yours. Um, it's, it's really, really good. But the rest of them, of course, I, I thoroughly enjoy. Back and forth is really good as well. 
That's what's up, man. Steve with the long list. <laughs> man. You might got a chance to listen this week. Right. Like, this week. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm back. Y'all thought I y'all thought I left, but I'm back. <laughs> hey man. Thought it was um, okay. Let's get right into this this news thing, man. Uh, I kind of want to start with uh with DMX, man. Um Oof. allegedly he was um like he's in the hospital right now. Um mm-hmm. the, allegedly it was a drug overdue overdose, but they're saying he suffered a heart attack um Friday, Friday night. And mm-hmm. um, you know, he was it's it's been so much stuff that come out about how he's doing. Um, the latest that we know of right now is that he is breathing on his arm and has been taken off life support. Um, and that's according to his um, lawyer, I believe, or mm-hmm. his manager. No, his attorney. His attorney, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what we know so far. Um, a lot of famous rappers and artists have come out to say prayers for DMX um, on behalf of Speaker Giggers. I want to say we're praying for DMX, man. Um, just finding this out, man. DMX was such a a artist, an important artist to like our upbringing. Um, I know Steve is a super fan of DMX. He pretty much put me on DMX. Um, growing up. So um, just hearing this, you you know about all the things that DMX has been through as far as like um, jail time, his, his uh, drug abuse issues and everything like that. You just don't want to see anything bad happen to an artist of that, that statue. Um, great artist, great rapper. Um, just hopefully he can get through this and, uh, you know, can walk away from it, man. And, and, you know, if it's true about the drug overdose, I hope he can get the help that he needs. But for now, yeah. we just saying, um, you know, he's like I said, he's um, breathing on his own and stuff. So I'm praying for you, DMX. Um, I don't know if you guys want to say anything, but it ain't really much to say. It's just, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just hope you well soon, man. Yeah, get well soon. Hopefully, you can get some some help if it was a drug overdose. Um, regardless of whether it was a drug overdose or not, just yeah, definitely praying for him to get to better health and um, get back to being who he is. Because <laughs> I know yeah. right now he's probably out of it and he's yeah. not able to be his normal self. And people around him probably worried and very uh, discouraged at this time. Cause Especially for it to be during um, like Easter and stuff, because mm-hmm. people are trying to, you know, have family time and things like mm-hmm. that. And I know he's a very religious person as well, um, so he's missing out on some of that as well. Because I know when I went to see him uh, in 2019 in New Orleans, like that nigga be praying at the show. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he'll start and finish that done praying, and like in inside of the show, in little pockets he'd be saying a little prayers and stuff so like yeah he he definitely is a very religious person a yeah. very spiritual guy and uh we just praying for him to get better no for sure man for sure um also i want to congratulate method man on winning the naacp award 
for his role in power. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's his first uh, like acting award. Um, so congratulations mm-hmm. to him. Um, I'm trying to think of the positive thing. Space Jam 2 is coming out too. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. The trailer, they just yeah. released the trailer, man. Um, the best thing I can say <laughs> for people, like, because I, like, I ain't watched the trailer all the way through. I watched it halfway, then I had to do something else. But mm-hmm. the best way to, I feel like, to uh, watch this second, the Space Jam 2, is to enjoy it for what it is. You know, I don't think I don't think it's supposed to be a sequel to the first one. I just think it's another movie. It just so happened to be named Space Jam. Um, yeah. So you know, appreciate the artist because I mean, Michael Jordan, greatest greatest player in the NBA to ever play. And then you got LeBron James. <laughs> In this time, he's the greatest player to play, you know, um, or in his time, he's the best player and has been that way for years. In Jordan's time, he was the best player. Um, Kobe's time, Kobe was the best player, but Kobe didn't get a chance to do a Space Jam, which I think would have been dope. Kobe probably said no. Probably, he probably <laughs> did. <laughs> he probably, probably did. Like, I got shots to shoot in the gym. I ain't. <laughs> I ain't even do no space. Jam. But it would be so cool if they would have done one, two, and three that man, way. Man, that would have been um, dope, man. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. Um, yeah, but, but no, nah, it's but coming, I, man. I, I hope. <laughs> What'd you say, Steve? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, no. Nah, I was going to say definitely go and uh, watch it with an open mind. Watch it. And don't compare it to the original. No, nah, you can't. You know, you're not going to be the original. Just watching it. Right. Right. Not, at all. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't no reason to even think of it yeah, like just, that. <laughs> <laughs> you got people I, that will. Yeah, right. Of course, of <laughs> that course. Was long ago, bro. That was like that a lot was of people ago. probably haven't even seen the first Space Jam. Yeah, but um, mm-hmm. the part that I saw, I, I made it all the way up to uh, LeBron James turning into a cartoon. Um, mm-hmm. But before that, you Wait, got Don Cheadle, so. which I didn't know he was in that. Um, mm-hmm. I've just read that. Uh, um, what's her name? That played on Spider Man. She played in uh, what's that movie? Malcolm and uh, uh Marie. Zendaya. 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 She plays Lola mm. Bunny, um, on this Space Jam. So I think that's pretty, pretty cool. They screwed up Lola Bunny in my opinion. Did they? But yeah, <laughs> they could. They could have kept Lola. Lola, you know. Yeah. They. I get it though. It's. I don't actually know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what, what, what like what do you mean? What, what did you happened? ever see they're putting up the when people saw the the animation of Lola Bunny in Space Jam 2 versus the animation of her in the original, everyone was like, wait, why did y'all like they took away all of the you know what made her a female, if if I say so myself. <laughs> um and so folks like, like kind of like like breast like just, and, just and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. They, oh, okay. They, yeah, look it up. You'll you'll see what I'm talking about. And I kind of agree. Like, well, why do love the bunny? Love the bunny. Yeah, why do it? Yeah, because I, I mean, know, you ain't man. doing nothing different with bugs. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I think I think it's the times. That's all it is. It's yeah, the that's times. all it is. Um, well, then again, you know, shoot, these 
these Gina brought it up once before. Like <laughs> it was times where you couldn't cuss on TV now. Yeah. Like now, man. Yeah. TV MA, they, they good to want. go. <laughs> yeah. So rated, now, this bro. this program is rated R. You good to go, man. You protected. Man. <laughs> you can yeah. make up some curse words now. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Man. that's my only thing. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but yeah. kind of th- I'm, I'm, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it all the way through. Doing the uh, the D Wade fit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I saw that, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I think I think the movie's gonna be dope, man. And on top of that, too, more combat. Uh, the movie is coming out April 23rd because they pushed it back, right, Steve? Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for that. We talked about that earlier, so I just had to mention that too. Um, mm-hmm. on to some other news: Nas X and Nike. Bro, this dude here, I haven't seen the video, but I think the name of the song is called Montero. Yeah, and so <laughs> basically, let's start from the beginning. Basically, this video came out, and he's giving the devil apparently a lap dance. Uh. Of course, he's going to get some backlash for that. Um, a lot of people were like, he's a child. Like, children watches, uh, watches him like he's mm-hmm. a child's artist, right? And he's like, my music is not for children. <laughs> like, he tweeted <laughs> out. And I'm paraphrasing. He's, he's like, my music is not for children. I talked about adultery. I talked about uh, Lean in, the, in uh, Old Town Road. Um yeah. You know, he he catching backlash for this. And so um, maybe like a week ago or two weeks ago, he came out with his shoes. Um, I think it's some Nike Air Maxes and mm-hmm. had a some blood like in the shoe. It was real human blood and mm-hmm. um, they were black and red, had the, the devil um, little satanic little emblem on it. Um, I don't know what it's called. It has a real name, but I don't know what it's called. Um, you talking about the little pentagram? Yeah, that's what it is. The pentagram. Um, mm-hmm. That's on the shoe. Um, and then I think he only made like 666 of these, you yeah. know, the, the devil's number, 666. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. So Nike has filed a, uh, a lawsuit against him. Um, you know, which I, I get it. I get why they would do that just because that's, um, you know, a lot of people, the backlash from it was, I'm not going to wear Nikes because Nike is, you know, making these shoes and stuff like that. But come to find out it's mischief who actually made the shoe with a uh, little Nas X. And it just so happened to be a Nike Air Max. Um, Nike filed a trademark infringement and uh, complaint against them. And basically, um, they can't sell that shoe, uh, <laughs> which makes sense. I know they man. had already sold it, though. They sold some. Like, okay. I don't know if they sold all of them yet, but um, Nike has definitely put their. Um, yeah, they sold all. Yeah, they sold all of them. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they sold them, but uh, Nike's lawyers, and this is from a different article, because um, Nike gets restraining order against Lenas X. Uh, Satan's shoes blocked, all blocking all sales. So 
uh, in this article, they said, you know, per Nike's lawyer, they said they, um, they had some serious doubts that Mischief was able to ship and deliver all 665 pairs of the shoe in the last few days. So even if they had, the lawyer uh, argued that would not eliminate the um, uh, irreparable harm caused by the shoe. So I think what they end up doing is they tried to put that in there so they can stop them from shipping out the shoe. Mm-hmm. So they could have called it, they could have not, but uh, yeah. Uh, and I was hoping that you brought this up because it's been a lot of little things on on social media of people going back and forth of like, you know, like they even brought up three six mafia. Some people and was like, why is this so shocking? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so there's a couple things in there. Um, I think the video was made in response to uh Christians who was talking about his sexuality, I think, mm-hmm. of him being gay, because of course he came out being um uh homo uh well. Do we use gay or homosexual? I want to be politically correct. Well, I don't said it. Uh, him coming out as <laughs> being gay. Like and gay and right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to make sure, you know, I love yeah. my LGP. Yeah, I love them folks. Uh, but it, it came out that he was gay and a lot of people were, you know, he got a little bit of backlash for that. So I think mm-hmm. if um if the story is, uh, goes that way, that he pretty much made this in response to it. And a lot of people, at first, I saw the pictures and the video and I I, I haven't seen the video and I just I just saw the pictures and I was like, ah, whatever. You know. Um I did think it was weird, but then I was like, yeah, uh, whatever. Ain't for mm-hmm. me. Uh but I will say that the shoes was like like what made me want to even say something because I am a sneakerhead. Uh but I think when you putting like real human blood in a shoe, I think it went too far. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I get it, you wanna make a statement, blah, 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 but yeah, like, all right, you guys to chill, <laughs> you know. I'm like, uh, how did that, that feel, uh, bro? Like, how did they? How, yeah. How, first of all, how do you get the blood in the shoe? Second of all, who the hell blood is this? <laughs> like, <Yeah. that's>, <laughs> this <laughs> man. <laughs> is it yeah, his blood? Yeah. Like, that's the that's the funny part. Right. That would make it ridiculous if it was his blood and he had like over time donated enough blood to put into the shoe. It'd been a hell of a rollout, but that's a trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I personally yeah, think yeah. that he's he's doing it um, for attention. Yeah, um, yeah like to, like a it. get back to people. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. You know, people talk about him like, all right, I, I'm gonna show you type of deal. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, even mm-hmm. even the people that said something, he trolling them like <laughs> he mm-hmm. uh, Candace Candace Owens, which. I think, you know, she, I don't even know what to say about her, but she said something about it. And he said, he was like, man, I guess you're doing something right when she talk about you. Um, yeah. So something about, he did, a, made another post um, about uh, something about Chick-fil-A and stuff like that. So I think he just doing it out of attention um, in response, like you were saying earlier, how people talk about him being homosexual and uh, you know and stuff like that. Um, it's interesting, man. Like the whole idea that kids do sing his his music. You know, like mm-hmm. 
never thought about it. It's like I don't think it's his response. He's just putting out music to be creative. And and we all believe that song was dope. We all thought that song, you know, we knew what he was talking about, but we kind of like forgave, you know, kind of looked over it because of the actual song itself. Um, but then when you come to this new song, Montero, and just the video itself of what what's going on, that's what's getting the attention and not the song. So um, personally, I think this is probably going to hurt his career. Um, because, you know, a lot of people like Old Town Road is pretty much the only thing people listen to from him. You know, he came out with the song. Uh, I think it was Panini yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. He came out with Panini that song, but too. that song couldn't live up to Old Town Road. You know, I don't think he I think that's it for him, you know. And so at this point, he's just doing stuff purely out of his entertainment. Which I don't find anything wrong with that. I, you know, I can see Nike's point as far as like I got to shut that down because you're hurting my image. Yeah. But um, what he's doing is, I mean, like it's you have those type of people out there. You have devil worshippers. You have atheists. You have uh, Buddhists. You have Christians. You have all these different type of re- uh, religions. Um, all these different. We have different type of people that at the end of the day they got the decision to make on their own, you know, whatever you do, you just do it for yourself. So I think that's mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, you can choose to like it. You can choose to dislike it, but it's at the end of the day, it's his right to do so. Uh, I think he's barking up the wrong tree with Nike, but Hey, <laughs> to each his own, man. <laughs> Situations like this always, uh, and I'm trying to think, was it Nas or was it the game who did the song? You know, I'm not, I'm not a role model. I think Eminem did one like that too, but I think Game and Nas did one like about rappers being role models, even yeah. though they didn't ask to be. <clears throat> and when I see stuff like this, I think of that because I like, automatically you're like kids listen to your song. Well, yeah, kids listen to a lot of songs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and like. I think we had a discussion about this, like sometimes. You know, it's your right. You can do what you want to a certain extent, but as far as the shoes, no. Like, that's just business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, customizing yeah. and reselling. But, you know, but I think we do have to be mindful of what we put out there. But, you know, at the same time, we don't have to, you know, no one has to be anyone's role model. Yeah. I did, yeah. I, th- I get what you're saying, and I agree with you totally. Um because I mean, like, what bothered me the most about this whole situation, which it wasn't a lot. Um, Old Town Road came out, and this dude went on t- tour to elementary schools. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the whole "I don't want to be a role model," don't present yourself as one. You know what I'm saying? Like he he could have went a lot of different ways. He could have been like, this song is not for kids when it came out. Now, he would have did that. Did the kids. <laughs> right. You know, he, he went to elementary school. He may have been on Nickelodeon um, <laughs> doing that song and stuff like that. But if he came out and said, hey, this song is not for kids, one or two things would have happened. One, he probably wouldn't, the song probably wouldn't have been as big as it is. 
or big as it was. And two, he wouldn't be like this wouldn't be a big thing. You know what I'm saying? Him coming out as gay, I think, was very honorable um, because we never would have known it. Um, and he could have take, taken that to another level. Um, he suffered from a lot of pain. You know, he's, he talked about that. He talks about that a lot. Like, you know, um, about how, you know, growing up, it was he was like talked down to or talked about because of his uh his uh, what's his, his sexuality? Um, personally, I don't care who who you date. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you put your pants on just like I put my pants on. You know what I'm saying? I don't care who you like, as long as you don't come to me with that. You know, that's the way I look at it. That's the way I think about it, and I treat everybody the same way I would treat them. Period. Um. I mean, he presented himself as a role model and a lot of, like you saying, Steve, a lot of, um, one, I don't remember who put that song out, but that, like, you don't choose to be a role model, but, the like, you have to know that people are looking up to you. People are looking at what you're doing and, you know, they're taking your example. Like, I look at people, like Kevin Hart, work ethic, Jay-Z, his business savvy, you know, Nas, what he's doing in business. Like they're like they never talked to me. They never said, "Hey, Tommy, I want to be your role model" or anything like that. But I do a lot of things, or I think a certain way because of what they're doing, or how they're doing, or or be like, "Man, he got that, so I can too," you know. So, I mean, us us as three black men on a podcast, man. Anybody else that come up behind us want to do a podcast? Like we ain't gonna know how to do everything right. <laughs> Nobody's perfect, but we do have a have a blueprint. With the rest of the team, we have a blueprint of how we do things, and we've rolled out several different podcasts the same way, and got good results from it. So, I, uh, you know, I get it, and you know, I'm just like, hey, man, you, this is what you do. You you proceed in the way that you want people to uh, to to perceive you. So, hey, <laughs> that's my thought. Um, the MLB man, MLB made a major stance on Georgia's. Georgia has really been in the news lately. Uh, <laughs> We have really like, down here acting the fool. Forever. <laughs> like last six months or some shit. Man. <laughs> Georgia went blue. And man, now Georgia has passed this voting law that restricts a lot of um, things. Like um, one thing that me and my wife take advantage of is being able to vote, early vote at late times and, and on the weekends. Um, they have restricted restrict that to five o'clock on the weekdays. Like you usually your early vote is uh Sunday through like every day of the week, uh, maybe like a month, and I'm throwing some numbers out there. So but it's usually from seven to seven. Like you usually have until seven o'clock to go early vote. Um now I think it's from nine to five, Monday through Friday. Um, the times that people are at work. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah, you don't um, get no more deliberate than that. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> also, I think one of the restrictions is absentee voting. You have to send in your ID or something like that. Um, another restriction is um, the mail-in ballots. Um, they're restricting that in some shape. Um, Wait. Yeah, like you can't you like mail-in, send in your mail-in voting has been around ID? forever. Yeah. You got to send in your ID. I think you got to do a copy of it. Um, I mean, regardless, like, I guess I got to see how it's done. Like, I mean, you, you scan it and do it through the computer, fine. But if you like saying mail a copy of my ID through the mail, mm-hmm. which is like so not secure. <laughs> like, you are an incredible asshole for even thinking that like is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, like, it's, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's the things that they're doing to like they made changes um affecting local election offices, changes to vote counting. Um I'm not gonna re- go into all of these because the biggest two were the early voting and uh the uh absentee ballots. Um mm-hmm. Changes affecting the state election board, uh, like things of that nature, man. Like any way to restrict a person from voting, being oh, you know, like people standing in line, you can't give them like water. People can't come by and yeah. give them water, stuff like yeah, that. I know that you guys heard idea. about that. Oh, yeah. Um. So the 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 thing about it, we all know that Stacey Abrams is a queen that we need to hold. Um, on a pedestal. I don't like putting people on a pedestal, but she worked her ass off this uh this past election. When she was cheated out of her election, she said it never again, right? So they've made the restrictions where a bunch of people have come out to vote. Like you're looking at people that wouldn't would not have been registered to vote, would not have even thought about voting if it wasn't for you know being pushed like that. So they made this uh these changes. And so Major League Baseball was supposed to have their all-star game in Atlanta, um, in Atlanta, Georgia. And mm-hmm. so um this past week they was like, no, nah, we're gonna change it and change the venue. Um, the Braves, in response to that, and I'm paraphrasing, says um that they are disappointed <laughs> in what happened. Now Wait, disappointed in in the the MLB changing the All Star Game from Atlanta to some in protest of this new Georgia voting law. Mm. Um, we all know the history of of America and how restrictions were applied to vote, and that's how you know a certain power stayed in power because everybody wasn't allowed to vote. So you add more restrictions to voting to go back 50, 60 years to the same thing we was doing before. But now you're saying, oh, it's fair. It's it's to make it right. Um, I think I'm curious to see who else picks up on what Major League Baseball has just done Um, because a lot of people get mad, be like, man, you can't put politics inside of everything else. I'm like, I see your point, but 
you got to call a spade a spade. Wrong is wrong, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can't tell people how they should protest. And Major League Baseball taking a stand and saying, hey, we're not going to have our all-star game here. I think is that's a huge, huge step to say, hey, we're paying attention to what you guys are doing and everybody else needs to be paying attention too. Um, I'm kind of disappointed in the Braves and their response to it. It's not really much they could do as far as, um, you know, they ain't finna boycott their season or anything like that. I think the best thing they could have did or should have said was, we're in support of the MLB. I agree. You know what I'm saying? That's the best thing they could have done because it's like it isolates the Braves now. You know? Yeah, yeah, they look stupid. They they came out to make sure that people know that they're against something that um, in my eyes is looked at as progress. Um, And I think that anytime that you double down to make sure that people know that you are against some kind of progress is just ridiculous. It's like, why you want to stand out there and be seen in that way? Like, why is that what you want to jump out there and be seen for? Um, especially when the organization itself, like the whole the thing that you are a part of, <laughs> the right. whole thing yeah. has a statement, and then you want to be the person, the one team to come out and be like. But not us, though. Right, right. We don't believe in that. (laughs) Yeah, like, we ain't with that type of thing. It's like, okay, bro. That's stupid, man. And and in that sense, shoot, I hope the Braves lose a lot of support. Um, Yeah. I love Atlanta. I really, really do. Uh, But, you know, what the MLB did, shoot, I'm with them. Hey, (laughs) I hate that because it's going, you know, that's a lot of money. And yep. it's going, it's going, um, you know, uh, not just Atlanta, but the whole Georgia, but, you know, just specifically looking at Atlanta, that's a lot of money. And it's a lot of, of course, we know a lot of black folks there that's doing very well. But, you know, when something like this happens, somebody got to take a stand. I know some folks going to get hurt. Some people ain't going to make some money, but hey, I, I'm with it all the way. Yeah. Full steam ahead. Like, I, I want to see who else does it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super curious. I'm like, dude, like dude. that's a that's the thing, man. I'm like super curious as to see who's next. And the 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 biggest issue that I have with it is why y'all think this is a good idea. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, why? Like, what was so wrong with the last election that you start restricting people? Because nine to five says I'm at work. The people that can't afford to get off of work to go vote are are not going to most most time people don't know that they can get time off to go vote you know like you can your job gives you time to go vote because that's your american right to do so they give you time to go vote um but most people don't know that and most people aren't going to take the time to do that if there's more restrictions for them that's the first thing the second thing is it's like y'all are tooting this thing the the state turned blue so now y'all butt mad um, because now the state is a blue state, which I mean, the next four years it'll probably go back to red, you know. Um, but for now it's it's blue. Um, y'all changed a rule, shortened the amount of the shortened the access of voting, and that's the problem. People don't have yeah. access to vote. 
And when you restrict the access of voting, you restrict opinions that people have. You restrict what what is being presented, basically. Um, and and Major League Baseball has, you know, this is their protest. The yeah. best thing that anybody can do is support the protest if you believe in it. Now, the thing about the Braves is, like, I, I'm a fan of Atlanta sports, you know, because for me, that's the home team. I still support Tennessee as the home team just because I'm from Tennessee. I'm from Chattanooga. But it makes it harder to be like, man, I want to go to a Braves game. I have never been to a Braves game. But I want to go. But it makes it harder just because you don't want to support things that people like you think is wrong. You don't want to support people that think is right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes it hard. It makes it a decision that I have to make. I'm probably going to go to a game. I'm not going to lie to you. But um, and I'm probably going to enjoy it. But, um, you know, <laughs> it is what it is on that. But um, I don't know, man. I, I just didn't like that that law. I like what Major League Baseball was doing. I didn't like what the Braves said. I'm curious to see how they fix it. I'm curious to see how it does affect them. Um, I've seen some posts where people were like, um, here comes uh, baseball and politics and, you know, politics and grinding themselves in in other areas of our lives. Um, I mean. Everywhere anyway. I I really have a pet peeve with it. When people yeah. try to act like those things are separate in the first place, they never were separate. Never. <laughs> right, they always <laughs> were intertwined. Like it always was the case before yeah. you were aware of it. It still existed. Just because you just now know doesn't mean that it just now happened. Right, it, yeah. it's, it's in your face now, but it's still there. It's, people have their own agendas and things that influence political races all the fucking time. Right? Yeah. Like that's how you get people in office. It's from mm-hmm. people's influence with other people that they know. So, yeah, miss me with that shit. And um, yep. <clears throat> going forward, as far as, like, the MLB, I'm surprised that it even is the MLB. It's not a lot of black people there. Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, or, or, like, it just that's surprising that, like, the whitest sport I can think of outside of hockey is the one that takes the stand. And then... It's even more surprising, like you said, that then one of the teams comes out and is like, no, nah, we don't fuck with that shit. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right, man. Like, it's, it's crazy, man. But, hey, it's, it's what happened, man. I, I think it's huge. Yeah. Um, man, shout out to the Major yeah. League Baseball, man. They coming out with a, a new video game. Finally, uh, the show is coming out on Xbox, man. So, yeah, 420. I'm getting it. And, and for the ones who who have a problem with uh, you know sports having an opinion on politics, most likely you're part of the problem. Yeah. Simple as that, because yeah. you probably, you know, most likely you you want to run from the truth. Hey, is there? Yeah. Hey, that's what it deal is. Deal with it. If you don't like it, change it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Apparently, that's what they did, man. <laughs> well, oh. Uh, yeah. What you and mean, the, the Republicans? Oh, because they yeah. that in. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about just the people sitting yeah, out on the couch talking. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, that's uh, that's all we got, man. Unless y'all got something. Y'all got something that uh, I might have missed. No, nah, I didn't have any more news. 
I know oh, something okay. out there, but I gotta think of what it is. Bro, it's one thing. I don't really want to talk about it. Um, but yeah, well. the George Floyd case is going on. Uh, or I ain't not the George Floyd, but the Derek Chauvin uh case is going on. Murder trial is going on. So um yeah. It is what it is on that. Shout so. out to Allison in the back. Allison in the, <laughs> Allison in the back. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's all I had to mention, man. Uh, let's get into it, man. Let's get into this episode. Let's go. Let's go. Um, feelings. What we say? What we say? Uh, feelings about music and the artists um, and their process. Like as a consumer, me personally, yeah, Just as being a, like where the music at, yeah. bro, and not <laughs> considering that they might be working on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> All that they might be going through something or whatever it is, but just yeah, the dude. whole simple fact of how um, <clears throat> us as the consumer, we always want, you know, saying, "Hey, what is music at? Where you? What's going on?" Um, we get into routine, or we get, you know used to somebody putting out so much music until they stopped and then we're like yo where is the music uh to the point that you know sometimes i don't think we sit back and be like well not where is the music why haven't we gotten more music there Um, you go because we're so immersed in you know we can go to the store and milk is on the shelf (laughs) you know uh and we and you know living in this microwave society Music come out every Friday and almost every day. And but for some of your favorite artists, you haven't got music from them in like yeah. four, five years. And you're just trying to, you know, and yeah. our our constant hunger for more instead of, you know, saying kind of waiting on the process to get something special that they've been working on. Or if, you know, if they've been going through something to the point that they're not working on anything at all, you know. So how this all came about, uh, I saw somebody post a picture on, on social media and it was about J. Cole and people saying that, like, we need more music for J. Cole. Uh, and it prompted me to think, because I was like, yeah, where is J. Cole? Man, I, I'm ready for some J. Cole. Why, you know, I need some J. Cole in my life. But then I thought, I was like, well, what what? what if he don't want to put out no more music or he got something going on to where he haven't been able to give us more music? Like, why haven't I thought about that instead of me putting out, you know, putting that pressure on him to put out more music for me to listen to when he has, you know, his own stuff going on. So because of that, I wanted to pose a question to uh, pose this topic and this question to the speaker Geeks crew and as well as everybody listening, because I, we can be selfish as hell <laughs> just to put it out there. Um, and, it's, and, and I thought we have a good, in, uh, good insight on it with G being an artist, uh, me um, uh, having a career in the business. And as Tommy being um, uh, from the outside, looking into the business as uh, a fan, in the window, it's you me. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I figured we would have some fun with this one. So I guess first question is, why why don't we ever think about you know the more of the why we're not getting new music as opposed to you know we want more music i guess you know what i'm 
Yeah. Mm. Um, um, the thing, the, the the thing I think about the most is I don't care about the why we like what y'all are going through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As a consumer, <laughs> as an end consumer. Yeah, oh my goodness. True. I yeah. don't care the process. I just want the end result. I want the cake. I don't care how you made it. I just want the cake and then I'm gonna eat it. I want the cake and I'm I never got that that statement, by the way. Like you trying to have cake, cake and eat it, eat it too. Yeah, that's what I bought it for. But <laughs> in this question, yes, I don't care the process that you go through as a consumer. I only care about the end result. You know what I'm saying? Um when I saw that uh the the when I found out what we were talking about, I instantly thought about Andre three thousand and mm-hmm. Rick Rubin. Three Stacks told us why he hasn't come out with music. To this day, I'm still like, just come out with something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't care that you think that you know you're not gonna be able to live up to the things that you've done. It doesn't matter to me. I just want a three stacks out. You know, or I just want to see Outcast do something else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The Dungeon family get together and do something. Like, that's what I care about. Like, whatever yeah. things you're going through, go through them. But, but as the consumer, give me this. You know, so that's why we, I personally don't think about it. But as I get older, as I understand a process, as I talk to Greg, a little bit more about his process. Now I, I kind of like, okay, I'm fine with it. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do to go through it. But at the end of the day, I want my, my cake, my ice cream, the pie, um, greens, ribs, um, whatever else I want it all. And I want to eat it. So that's it. Um, <laughs> drops. <Mike. wow>. That's- <laughs> That's, well, that's what we want. The honest truth, uh, as you see it. Um, now, for Greg as being an artist, and he did mention that he's talked to you about the process. Yeah. You, you know, you said on the show, you're like, where's Kendrick? Um, but with you being an actual artist and knowing the behind the scenes and the process and, and working and how long it actually takes to construct, because back in the day, it it took like artists would record for about a year before they dropped something new. Um, yeah. With you being an artist and us in this microwave society, uh, day and time, what do you look at the? Even though you want it, do you look at it different from Tommy's point of view? Hell no. I think because I was just at the grocery store the other day and I was thinking about the pandemic and shit and how at the grocery mm. stores and the uh, the goods stores you had shortages on like Lysol and wipes and 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 paper towels and tissue and shit and and now all of a sudden like we got everything we need like you can go to the grocery store you can find all that yeah. shit like it, all this stuff was gone when it was like the first part of the pandemic and everything. And my my whole thing was like not in, initially when it first happened. Like when it first happened, I understood it was like okay, cool. People went to the grocery store and they bought all this shit. That's why we ain't got nothing. That makes sense. But I think that these after a while it started to set into my brain. Like okay, Lysol, fucking brawny, and Charmin 
have factories where they are mass producing this shit all the time to the point where they have an excess and they probably waste shit. So mm. for them to try to sell me the lie that they don't have no product is insulting to me because I'm like, we ain't using that much. Niggas' houses ain't that big to where they can store that much goddamn tissue. Like, y'all got tissue, y'all just ain't putting it out because mm-hmm. you like this idea of it being a shortage and you can probably charge more in different markets and shit. Like, that shit is some bull. <laughs> Don't do that to us. That's not cool. It's <laughs> not cool. And like, you can apply that to music in this way. Think about Kendrick Lamar because you brought him up. Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar, we ain't had an album from Kendrick since Damn, and that was 2017. I think it's 2021. I'm sure it's like close to the fourth anniversary of that coming up. And so we ain't got nothing from him. Meanwhile, a nigga like Currency has put out like 20 projects in the last four years. And it's like, you cannot sit up here and lie to me and tell me that it ain't no music that exists. Like we know it's there. Why it ain't came out? <laughs> Why are you holding on to it and hoarding it like, this is so special, I can't put it out until a certain time. Because currency ain't sitting there holding on to shit and being like, if I put it out now, it's not going to be the right time. He's like, fuck mm. that shit. I put some more shit out if this don't hit. I just put out some more because I got all this music that I've been recording. I'm just keep putting it out. And they'll latch on to something. Like, and that's what people do. They latch on to the stuff that they like. That's what they're going to do anyways. You yeah. don't have to you don't have to be perfectly packaged and shit. I think people be trying to live up to this perfect image and shit because we talked about Andre 3000 like kind of being like his own uh, worst enemy really Mm -hmm. and like and he's talking about it like running from his shadow type of thing like just like I don't know if I can beat myself so I'm not gonna put something out and like damage my reputation nigga fuck your reputation it's already established (laughs) like we already know who you are and what you've done you're not gonna be able to damage that there's nothing that you can do to damage what that has already like solidify it. Now, yes, you might put something down. We'd be like, oh, this ain't as good as like from your older stuff. But oh well. <laughs> we still just want to hear it. We want to know what it sounds like to get under 3000 in 2021. Mm-hmm. We just want to know what that sounds like. Even if it's not up to our expectations, at least we know. And then you never know. It might be great. You might pull a uh, what is it, a 444. And drop yeah. something amazing, and then people be like, "Oh damn, this is cold! Like, where did this shit come from?" Type of thing. So I don't, I don't know. I don't give people no benefit of the doubt because I just don't, bro. I just don't. Even knowing the creative process and knowing that it takes a long time, and knowing that you go through droughts where you don't do nothing, you don't write nothing, you don't make no beats, you don't record nothing. Even with that happening over like the last ten years that I've been making music. I've managed to put at least something out like mm-hmm. once a year, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like, if nothing else, like something comes out. It don't be like I go two, three, four, five years and nothing yeah. happened. I'm sitting here trying to persuade y'all that ain't shit happened in four or five years. Like I just like I just quit. Right. <laughs> like, gotcha. I think I think uh like even with the Andre three thousand thing, like I, I itch for another one. But it's it's like you don't know if he calls it quits because like the the like in his in his one particular instance, I can think of other rappers, but in Andre 3000's instance, 
bro, the free, the not not the freestyles, but the features that he puts out with people makes us want more. Even though, yeah, yeah. let's say, let's say he's like, I retired. You know what I'm saying? I ain't putting out no more music or anything like that. It's like, but these features though, these features yeah. make us like, bro, look, like give us six, six songs. I guarantee if Andre 3000 came out with six songs, everybody's going to go get it. Everybody's going to listen to it. Everybody's going to go get it. All because, first off, um, The Love Below was, I think that was their last album together. Or, you know, Outcast or whatnot. But it was supposed to be two separate albums. Yeah, pretty much it was. Yeah. Yeah. So we would like, first off, how you leave us like that? You know what I'm saying? We still like, for me, Outcast is still a group. Like, if y'all gonna put out single albums, don't put out one album together. Like, you put out an album, let Big Boy put out an album, y'all go heads up. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, dude, you have features. You saying that you're your worst enemy as far as like, um, you ain't gonna be able to live up to to whatever it is. Bro, nobody cares about your your reputation or living up to what it is. You're going to have people that say, oh, he lost a step. They say that about Usain Bolt. The greatest, the fastest man alive ever. They talk about him. Knowing that even with him losing a step, he's still the fastest man ever. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I lost a step does not change the fact that you're a great artist. Period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing that I always I, I think about um, with the with the like you go with you do your process, you do whatever you have to do. But in particular for Andre 3000, this is my call to you, brother. Hey, I don't care, man. Come out with a flute album. Just give me something, man. <laughs> um, and that, that's that's a interesting way to look at it. And. <clears throat> I even I'm even surprised by G's response to be <laughs> honest, but you know, kind of thinking about something that Erica Badu said that everybody always like an iconic line, which is, "I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, even he- hearing Andre's response kind of fits into that mode of mm-hmm. of. Sensitivity, because I think at some point we kind of do forget that they're human. Yeah. So trying to live up to the pressures, I know that we say that, look, we don't really care about your reputation, all that. But in this business, you make money off yeah. your reputation. Yeah. And then, you know what I'm saying, mix that with the pressures of making, of trying to live up to this. Because I, I do truly feel that Big Boy is... Andre's safety net. Uh, hence why you get these two single albums that come out as outcasts, but you never get Andre's album by itself, but you got tons of big boy albums mm-hmm. by himself. Which by the way, they're bumping. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With, uh, and we now know how social media is and critics. Mm. For artists and their mental state, and being sensitive about their music and the pressures of, like G say, being perfect or living up to our standards, is that a good enough reason to hold back, in y'all opinion? 
No. I don't I don't think you should ever hold back on anything that you like you have a an an infinity to do. Like the thing that, like I for us example. Um we started this because of our love for music. Mm-hmm. Um Greg came along because of his love of music and just the conversations that we have. Um we all think about how does this, how is this going to be portrayed outside of us, right? Because it's not only us that's consuming this. And we try to be as correct as possible. We try to um, say the right things, you know, we, but we try to be true to ourselves as much as possible. It's always like, I always believe there's a way to say everything that you need to say. Um, so we're conscious of that, but that doesn't stop us from doing or talking about whatever it is that we're talking about or saying whatever it is that we're saying. Um, it may be, be because we're not a million people in or two million people in it. It, it may change for us once mm-hmm. we do get to two million people listening to what we're saying. It may change. It may not. Um, but whatever that change is or whatever that change isn't at the end of the day, we're saying what's on our mind. We're saying what we think we're still putting out us as mm-hmm. podcasters, us as um, artists, us as creatives, we're still putting that stuff out. And so I don't think it should stop you from what everybody is saying. Yeah. Do, do you think about what people are saying? Yeah, of course. You thinking about you thinking about how it's perceived because you can mean one thing and it's just taking all left field. But at the end of the day, I mean, you got to say what's on your mind because anything else you'd be sitting there trying to draw straws on. Well, how, where can I go now? And it kind of kills your creativity. Mm-hmm. So um, you can't think about that personally. I don't think. G. I, I agree with what Tommy was saying. Um, just don't let yourself be paralyzed because you are too worried about how something is going to be received. I think that's something that you adjust to afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever comes may come. <laughs> you can't you can't sit there and be like, okay, if I put this out, then people are going to think this. If I put this out, people are going to think this. If I put this out, I think people are going to think this. Like Tommy said, as long as you're being honest, and, and saying the things that you actually wanted to say, um, there's always a way to clear that up. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's always a way to be like, this is why I said this type of thing, or this is why I put this song out. This is why I chose this beat. This mm-hmm. is why, and people end up liking that stuff. They end up liking to hear that, that process afterwards, where you mm-hmm. like, like some, you might put out a song and people think that's a terrible beat. And then it's like, you might be able to put out some content that says, this is why we chose this beat and kind of elaborate on it. And then now people want to hear that. They want to say, oh, damn, like, okay. And it expands what, what the way that they were thinking about that song. That you, mm-hmm. at first, from their initial reaction, you might have thought, oh, okay, people didn't like this shit. They thought it was garbage. But it may not be that. It may be that they just didn't understand it. They just thought they were expecting one thing and then something else came out. And now y'all are kind of like, here where y'all not on um, the same page and stuff. But then you can help bring it back to, okay, we know what we're talking about now. That kind of thing. 
So like, no, nah, you 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 can't get caught up in that, man. And I understand that it is easy to get caught up in that and be thinking like, okay, I'm I'm not getting the response that I thought I was gonna get from this or that kind of thing. But still, I think uh, it must have been last week. Um, I saw something from I think it was JT from the City Girl, and she was saying that she had not they had not put anything out in like mm-hmm. a year. Um, and she was saying it was because of that, like second guessing herself and being like, I don't know, like I don't <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to put something out. Everything that we put out so far in this last year has been like features and stuff. And I don't know if I'm ready to put nothing out because I kind of be scared, that kind of thing. And it was yeah. it was just kind of sad and, and disheartening to to hear because it was like, damn, everybody be going through this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um being in the spotlight is difficult, you know. Yeah. Uh, to put so that, you know to put out quality, you know, because for one, yeah, that's how how they eat, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the pressures as well. Uh, let's switch gears a second, because um, you know we kind of talked about how artists kind of have their reasons for not, you know, with like Andre 3000, maybe not living up, but what if it was, you know, that pretty much pertain to themselves while they're not putting out music, but what if it's a situation that is outside of their control? Um, for example, Big Crit, man, Big Crit and his uh, label situation before he went independent and how, we waited a good minute before we got more big crit or, uh, you know, say, um, I, I want to bring Britney Spears into this, but, um, let's, let's say, you know, a band who, Hey, <laughs> you lose a member, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I want to say Metallica maybe went through that where they had to get a new member or, or whatever. Um, uh, destiny child. I mean, we can use them too, uh, as well. Um, and then, you know, Britney Spears going through, uh, uh, you know, situations within her actual family and uh, yeah. us now seeing where she's at now or being boycotted from the industry. What about those situations? Like, because at first we we don't know. So we're kind of like, uh, why we ain't getting no music? And then we end up with the reasoning. You know, that's totally different from an artist just completely like being paralyzed by perfection to someone who's... Uh, got a wall in front of them. So, mm-hmm. G, what you what you think about that situation? Does that change your outlook on it at that point? Or do you think they should just like, man, fuck the system and <laughs> drop a track on uh, a free track somewhere on live mixtapes or some shit? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, that's an option, definitely. But in those situations where it's not really on the artist and it's more about the people who support the artist and people who are around the artist that are kind of preventing things from coming out, or it could be something as simple as like a, a sample clearance for a song. Like I can't yeah. get this song out because this person won't clear this sample. Um, that kind of thing. That stuff holds people up as well. Um, which, I mean, y'all know how I feel about sample clearances and shit. I could give a fuck. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, like, I'm not worried about being sued the same way that like these other artists may be worried about it because they have a bigger platform and it's more likely that somebody will hear it who can get it back to that artist and say, hey, you included a sample, like we gonna take everything you got type of shit. Um, mm-hmm. But when it's 
like label things. Like you, you mentioned Big Crit, where it's like we you haven't put anything out because the label has kind of shelved your shit. Um, that's a whole nother problem, which you just have to get creative. I think uh, Crit was one of the people that had to get creative with how he put out music during that stint. Um, yeah. I can't remember which project it was, but uh, I remember him talking to, I want to say he was talking to, uh, <sighs> shit, who was that that he was talking to? I think he was on Everyday Struggle, and mm-hmm. they were asking him about that. And he was saying that he was simultaneously recording an album for the, the label and recording the album for himself. <laughs> like, and they had no idea that he was doing so because they didn't give a shit about him. And so yeah. he was like, I'm in the studio, like formulating this album for like when I go independent. So as soon as I get out, I can put it out the way I want to put it out because they ain't going to have no say over what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I give them this other album that they asked me for. And then you know, fulfill those requirements and then get on up out the door. Um, or you think about uh, Frank Ocean, the way he had done his finesse. Oh, yeah. He, uh, had the two albums at the same time and, and like released one of them as like the long ass video clip and then the other one, Blonde, came out for real. Um, <laughs> like you just, you can get creative when you get into those kind of situations where there's a wall in front of you and um, you can kind of circumvent that wall or uh Think about Friday Night Lights with J. Cole. He talked about it on one of them albums where he talked about how the label kept asking him to make a, 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 a like a single for his album. And so he was like, fuck the label. I'm going to put out Friday Night Lights as a fucking mixtape. And, you know, we happy that we got Friday Night Lights because mm-hmm. it's one of the best projects we get from J. Cole. And it's like the label didn't know what the hell they was talking about, trying to get him to put out a, a single and shit. Like, yes, you can do that, but also this is good. <laughs> like, yeah. we want to put this out too. Um, so yeah, you can you can get creative. There's different ways to put stuff out with the way that um, the internet has been democratized over mm-hmm. the past like ten to fifteen years. Like, you don't have to be hiding behind that no more. Like, yeah. they don't control everything you do. <laughs> Yeah, because in a sense, I mean, at this point, it's pretty easy to put out your music without a label. Uh, G, I, I mean, Tommy, yeah. what, what you what you got? Um, but just get it done by any means. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a, that's the thought process I have. That's a, you know, that's the approach that I take to everything. You just got to get it done. Whatever your goal is, just get it done. Um, I hate it like you brought up Metallica when a when a bad member dies or anything, you have to replace. Destiny's Child, they replaced, and then they was like, it's just going to be three of us. You know? Yeah. You have to keep moving forward to to get your end goal done. Big Crit's best move was to go independent. Mm-hmm. You know, because they didn't respect him as an artist on the label. So, I mean, his fan base has grown, I believe. Um, as an independent artist, yeah, it's a lot more work that he has to do and he doesn't have that big machine behind him, but he still has a machine that he physically built. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 like, man, you just have to, we all know the roadblocks ahead. We have to get over those roadblocks by any means. If we want to eat and we don't have a job, what we do, we get out here and, and grind. We, we, Figure it out, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, not to be rude or 
or anything like that, man. You just gotta figure it out. Like you, you have a fan. If you have a fan base, lean on it. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? Like you, you get creative. Like Greg was bringing up, you get creative and uh, you do what you gotta do. Like yeah. I think one of the best things Crit did was when he came out with Twelve for Twelve. Like that was like I was like, this is dope. And then the last song, he's like, I'm off the label. Oh, so now what? And then he started releasing <laughs> stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like it's like you see that and you like you can as a fan of Big Crit, you appreciate it more. You know what I'm saying? You you kind of looking at it like, oh, and he's teaching you some of the things of the game that happened to him, and you can kind of uh, empathize a little bit with what he's going through, and that, and that way you can kind of be like, okay, well, I understand why he hadn't come out with music. I understand, you know, mm-hmm. I can kind of relax a little bit um, mm-hmm. on the the need for the music or whatnot. But I mean, you know, like you, <laughs> I I can't say it enough, man. You just got to get it done. Like keep chucking forward. Yeah, you that got to. You got, got to. to. I, I chuckled there for a sec because you mentioned Destiny Child replacing. I thought you was going to be like, they replaced and then they replaced again. I thought you were going to say something like that. How many so times I, did I, they replace? I really don't know because it seemed like they went from four to a different four to three to essentially almost two because, you know, Michelle kind of went out, did the gospel, and then yeah. you, know, you just kind of see Beyonce and Kelly together. Uh, so I thought you was going to kind of go down that road, so I, I got to chuckle because <laughs> I, I don't know why I expected you just to be like, they nah. replaced, and then they replaced again or something <laughs> like that. That just me like, yeah, up in, yeah. Up in my head. I, yeah. I thought you were going to come <laughs> off or something. <laughs> so I chuckled a second. That's what you would have did. Oh, man. So uh, last, last, last question, which is really kind of like the last scenario, because I can't think of another scenario which we wouldn't get music from an artist. Um, the last scenario, man, is pretty much the simplest way. Uh, what if they just didn't want to? Um, and I come, I bring that in because I was listening to an interview from OJ the Juice Man, where he talked. A lot of people, and me included, were like. We wanted a little bit more music from OJ um, within his time, and he actually went through it. And this was also on Bigger Facts uh, with DJ Screaming, uh, 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 Big Bank, and he pretty and kind of what he said was, you know, I know like a lot of people wanted. There was two things. One was part of his contractual situation, but we kind of covered, you know, if something was a roadblock. But then the other part was, yo. Uh, you know, I know I know that the fans wanted some more or they wanted um videos, visuals. And I'm just gonna stick on the visuals part because he he really talked about this in the in the interview and he was like, Yeah, I know people want the visuals, but uh, and I actually do, you know what I'm saying, have those planned out. It just sometimes it gets to the actual day and I'll be like, No, nah, I don't wanna shoot that. And he just doesn't. Um as far and he was just saying, Man, I'm just I'm just slow with it sometimes. I just Sometimes I just don't feel it. And it made me think about some some artists where they just might not have the inspiration to do it anymore. Or they're off doing other things. Um, and, and, you know, so you have the artists who just don't want to do it. You have the artist who just, you know, goes off of his move and maybe just, you know, hey, I'm not inspired at the moment. And then also the artist who just has too much going on. Uh, 
And I like to bring J. Cole into that because J. Cole was out trying out for the damn Detroit Pistons. Um, <laughs> Jay-Z has, you know, all of these businesses that he runs and, you know, we get an album every so often. Uh, same with Nas, you know, and even like Noriega, who he's like, man, I'm retired. I'm just done. And I'm doing this podcast stuff, you know, with that scenario of I'm just either I'm busy and I don't, or I don't want to, or I don't have the inspiration anymore. What does that say for the consumer who, who wants, you know what I'm saying? So, so what's your take on that scenario? Uh, tell me. Um, you just lose as a, you, you, just gonna have Who loses? that the the fan or the, the fan artist? the fan just loses <laughs> like at the, like at the end of the day you can't you can't control what somebody else won't do you have to mm-hmm. learn to move on mm-hmm. and and find a, find a a feel for that void um, you respect it and you're always gonna be excited for it um, if it ever happens but I mean you just have to move on mm-hmm. um. It, it's been times where, like, I ain't felt like recording this, <laughs> uh, recording August Love Story, editing something, but I make sure that, you know, it's not because I don't want to. It's just I got to, you know, it's like, shit, I'm tired. Or, you know, I'm just not feeling it right now, but I make sure it comes out. And if it doesn't come out, well, I get it back next week. <laughs> you know, like you go. gotta hit it next time, you know. Uh, gotta make sure that I hit the mark next time. So I mean, as a fan, you never want to hear that your favorite rapper or favorite artist is not coming out with anything anymore ever. Um, you you you're extremely sad. That's why when you know these great artists die, you it's people that have never seen these people in person and mm-hmm. they're crying, they're sad because a lot of times the music that they made or the art that they put out has helped them in some way, has made them have some type of feeling and they know that they're not getting that feeling ever again. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a sad moment, but I mean, you live on. You, you, you're curious to see what's next for them. Like it, like I always go back to three stacks because I want so much more from him. It's like, well, what else can you do, Three Stacks? If he came out with a cartoon, would I watch it? Yeah. If he came out with um, a podcast, would I listen? Yeah. You know, if he started a record label, would I be interested to see what artists he puts on there? Yeah. So you start to learn, like, if if they're not putting out music anymore, well, what else are they doing? How else can I support them? Because at the end of the day, you have a fan. I'm a fan of what you, you're doing at that point and not just of your music. I still love your music, but now let me find out what you're doing. Like, I always use Three Stacks. When he did the broken record with uh, Rick Rubin, I never listened to Rick Rubin's uh, broken record podcast. Mm-hmm. Three Stacks was on there. Oh, let me listen to it. <laughs> because of three stacks, not because of Rick Rubin and how yeah. great he was in the music industry. Well, Malcolm Gladwell, that's a uh, Rick Rubin and Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, mm-hmm. uh, broken mm-hmm. record. But I listened to it because of three stacks, because of my fandom for three stacks just to hear what he's doing, how he's doing, what's his thoughts. 
stuff like that. When Jay-Z comes out with an interview, I listen to it because now I'm looking at not only am I a fan of Jay-Z, but I also look at what is he doing as far as business. Like anytime Jay-Z sells a, a business or something like that, I'm always bringing it up in our podcast, in the news section. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking at. Because if he can do it, I can do it too. I'm not a rapper, but I'm a business. You know, um, I can create a business. Um, I may not have as much money as he has, but I can get it. You know what I'm saying? So you you just you have to pivot as a fan and and move forward as with them. So gotcha. Two people I think about when bringing this up. I think about Cameron. Mm-hmm. I think about Jay Z. I think about Cam because Cam literally was like, I I just don't want to do this no more. I got other stuff I want to do, <laughs> and he just kind of went on. And then you got bits and pieces from Cam, and then Jay because Jay literally retired and told mm-hmm. us I've done everything. Right. And then he found a new inspiration, came back and gave us some, uh, some incredible moments um, that we can almost argue was better than the, uh, the first couple moments. Uh, so that's an interesting take. Gee, what you, what, what you, what's your take on it? I think it's uh, I honestly like it more when people go ahead and just define it as I'm gone. Yeah. Like I'm done with this. <laughs> I, I respect it a lot more for people to just be like, you know what? <laughs> I'm done. Um, if I do something else in the future, it's going to be something that y'all didn't expect. And that's fine. But don't be sitting here waiting on me because it ain't coming. That type of thing. Like I, I like that a whole lot more than just like, oh, I'm, I'm still working on something, but this ain't coming out yet. That kind of thing. Like dragging people along. Oh, just tell me that it's over. Like, tell me to stop looking for it. I don't want you to look for nothing. When it comes out, if it does, cool. But if not, nah, I'm not trying. I'm not actively, like, engaged in trying to do something for you. Um, I think about, like, Joe Budden, which I ain't never listened to no Joe Budden music. But whoever his fans are, like, they ain't getting shit else from him. And he, he keeps telling people over and over and over again. I'm retired. I ain't making no music. It's not happening, bro. Like, That's y'all true. not getting it. Stop waiting on it. That type of thing. And, like, I respect that because I'm like, you're not dragging the fans alone. They know mm-hmm. that they can go look at other things like you said, Tommy. They can go listen to his podcast if yeah. they want some content from him. They don't have to sit there and, and think that he's going to come out with another mood music. Like, because he's like, nah, bro, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to give you shit. Um, so I, I really do respect it a lot more when people do just go ahead and slap the label on it. Like if under 3000 just came out and said, y'all, I'm done. Like, it's not happening. <laughs> I'm not going to put out an album. It's not happening. I'd be happy. I'd be fine with that. Because then if one day he decides he wants to make an album, it's on his own terms. He don't have to sit there and worry about expectations and things. It's just like, I know I said I ain't going to do it, but here you go. Kind of like yeah. you said, Jay-Z. Like, he found a new inspiration after he went ahead and cut it off and said, this is it. He was like, you know what? I think I got a little bit more in the tank. Here you go. And people appreciated that. Rather than him, like, stringing them along and stringing them along. Like, yeah, I'm working on something, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know type of thing. Like, "Mm -mm." just tell us now. (laughs) Kendrick, tell us now. (laughs) J. Cole, tell us now. Like, just be like, now it ain't coming out. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Gotcha. Uh, yeah. 
that actually ties everything in together um, because from and that's the last <laughs> last scenario that I had but to kind of bring this all full circle just to make it all make sense and what I've kind of gathered from the both of you is hey if if, if you're still doing this then do it don't you know we understand that you're going to have some hurdles but get you know say find a way to get over that conquer those fears get past those contracts because we've seen people do it before find a way to still connect with us the consumer, the fans, your fan base, find a way. Don't let the excuses be your roadblock of doing something that you love to do. But if you are at the end of the road, if you are done, let us know, give us closure so that we can move on and not be strung along waiting for that next project. Um, we make total sense. <laughs> Honestly, that is, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> One last thing, man. Let's get up out of here, man. Uh, does patience exist in the music industry um, for either side? And what I mean by this is, you know, uh, stuff has sped up to the point we can get stuff instantly um, as opposed to years ago where we would, you know, you're going to have to wait a year or a year and a half before you get this amazing project. So for me is does patience still exist uh, in the music industry? Yes. I would say, I would say it does just because patient, you have to be patient for the artist to come out with something. That's the consumer. Um, Expectation is I know you can record a song tonight and put it out right (laughs) after you record it. So it's my expectation is um, for it to come out when I want it on demand. Mm -hmm. But patience is it's going to come out when it comes out. So. Gotcha. G. I think it's a a fair, a fair way to say that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Patience might look different now than what it used to in the past where it was like, we only expect, every you know two years or every yeah. year we're gonna get a project now it's like i know it's coming i just have to kind of wait on when it's gonna come out yeah it's not i don't really have the same kind of schedule of what i used to have like mm-hmm. the schedule has definitely been disrupted and that's because like what we said earlier you got all these different artists who like put out music all the time mm-hmm. like to the point where you don't even have to be patient you can yeah. turn your head and come back and be like, oh shit, you can drop two projects since yeah. the last time I saw you. What <laughs> happened? And you can just play catch up. And then you got other people where it's like, you don't even, like, you can turn your head and go do something else and go get married and shit and come back and be like, damn, you still ain't putting nothing out. Mm-hmm. What's going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> you can you can do all of that. But um, I think it's just, it just varies from artist to artist. And maybe mm-hmm. you just have to have more realistic expectations for whatever artist it is that you are a fan of um like maybe you just be like this person is gonna take a little bit longer to put something out mm-hmm. even though this person is gonna put something out every month like i can't have the same expectations yeah. with two different people and it i think it goes back to what you said about like the different machines that you have behind you mm-hmm. um and how you your process for making and putting out music some people have more of an assembly line 
where it's like I just go in, I just record my verses. Somebody takes care of our mixing and shit, and then we done. And then you got other people who are like super hands-on. They want to be involved in every process and they perfectionist on top of that. And they probably listen back to their own project several times before they clear mm-hmm. it and be like, okay, this is something that I'm proud of. It's just different, man. So yeah, I think it does still exist. People are still being patient out here, but mm-hmm. it's different for every artist. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Man, I I think one example of this whole thing, if we can sum it all up into one artist, it'll be Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne, <yeah. laughs> I definitely I definitely was thinking about that, like as you asked that question. Um, and as Greg was talking, because it was like Wayne is the one that invented I'm gonna drop something every other day. Mm-hmm. I feel like. And he Just and at at one point we had to wait for uh the car to fire. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I think that's one way. I think if we could sum this up into one artist, it would be Wayne. Because Wayne went through all of that. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> till now. So so for everyone out there listening, man, hey, please comment, drop down. Go back through this as we go and type, man. Share it with us. I want to know. I want to know if there's some fans out there that are more like, you know what? You know, hey, they put it out when they put it out, and I get it when I get it. Or if you're more like, like Tommy and G, like, nah, put this out, man. <laughs> Stop stringing us along. Um, throw it all in there, man. I want to hear from y'all. I want y'all to jump in here, comment. We'll shout something out on the next episode. Yep. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Once again, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Speaker Geekers podcast. Um, if you haven't already, please go subscribe to the channel on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Spotify, um, Deezer, wherever you listen to podcasts, go subscribe to us so you know when we're coming out with something new every Tuesday. Um, also, follow us on social media. Um, on Instagram and Facebook at Speaker Geekers Podcast. You follow me on Instagram at I am Tommy T the third. You got Steve at the great Steve O Steve. And you got Greg at instantly underscore G. Um, yeah. Like Steve said, man, comment, like it, share it, all those good things, man. And enjoy it. Um, it's been a blast talking to you guys about this topic. Um, you guys got anything? Hey, if Lil Nas X dropped some, sold some deviled eggs, would you buy them? Nah, because I, I like my deviled <laughs> eggs made for my my mother-in-law or my wife, so there it is. Shout out to all the mom-in-laws and grannies that make deviled eggs. I love deviled eggs. Yeah. I do. Deviled I, eggs, yeah, bro. I like bald <laughs> eggs, man, period, so. That's it. Out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, with that being said, man, I'm out, man. Peace. <laughs>